0: Here we are.
1: Woo! Woo! There you go. Freaking stop all that yawning nonsense. I know.
0: I know. You know what I'm whoop. tired? Tell me. I been. I went out and played some disc golf today. Dicks golf? Some dicks golf. Uh-huh. And I was throwing some dicks around.
1: <laughs> discs.
0: Yeah, that. Discs. You're,
1: you're dickslexic. <laughs> oh, gosh. Welcome to the Salty Dogs Podcast.
0: Slanging some discs, some plastic. And dude, it is... I'm obsessed, man. So you're, I'm hooked. I mean, you know this. So I've been talking to you about it, trying to get you right. to go... And play disc golf with me, but I love it. It's all Good. I want to do. Yeah. It is the most fun I've had. It's the most funnest. The most funnest place. thing that I've ever done in a long time. And it's fun. You get to buy so stuff. So how did you get
1: into disc golf? Uh,
0: my co-host on a my the, the other podcast on her husband. What's it called? Uh, the Bridal Breakdown.
1: Bridal Breakdown. Whoop, whoop.
0: Bridal Breakdown. Whoop, whoop. And uh, her husband plays, and he, he's been playing for years and years. And he was looking Does for Does he some, kick your butt? Uh, we don't play against each other. We just oh. go out and toss. But yes, he would. Dis- he's very good. He would
1: destroy you. Yes, destroy
0: it. Destroyer. Destroy disc. So, <laughs> anyways, I'm having a good time spending money on some discs, buying some used discs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, collecting mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy a basket soon. Drop it in my backyard so I can start putting okay, in the backyard.
1: So, are you still hunting? Because you bought all the hunting gear. Well,
0: it's not hunting season. Okay, but but is that still gonna be a thing? I've started practicing. How many new
1: How many new hobbies have you picked up in the past? 365 days
0: probably just hunting and, and disc golf is that it yeah okay i can't think of anything else i can't either but i it. am practicing starting to shoot again
1: shooting guns no my bow oh your bow yeah but you don't so did you just pick up bow hunting uh, or last Bow year. shooting so last year so archery it's not arch- hunting it's not archery well i mean i guess it is but it's shooting a bow and arrow that's called archery it's shooting an arrow yeah Shooting an arrow from a bow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That? Shooting a gun and bullet. <laughs> shoot,
0: shoot I'm gonna go shoot a gun and bullet.
1: All right. Well, we're about to shoot some Christians. Are you ready to get rolling?
0: Oh my! I didn't know that's what we were doing, I'm just Jason. No, I'm no, on I'm a joking. different path I'm now, joking. man. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm a good. You I'm a good, good guy cre- now.
1: Do you, I don't. I don't have any life updates. Yeah, that's why I just. You got the one.
0: That's why. That's why I'm tired. We went out there and played mm-hmm, a couple rounds. Mm-hmm.
1: It was fun. Okay. Cool. Good stuff. I I do have a. Um, I do have <laughs> Andrew. So we go live on Facebook, facebook.com slash salty dogs cast. And uh, Andrew says, kill a deer with a disc, disc hunting.
0: I like that. I love it. Probably could, man. You can really get that those things moving. Yeah.
1: Are you going to buy a speed gun or like a radar gun so that you can clock your speed on no, your No, but that's a great throw?
0: idea. It's not a frisbee, it's a disc. Oh, my God. Don't call it a disc. Dude, come on. Don't call on. it a frisbee. Get out of here. It's not a frisbee. You, you
1: jut. what's a frisbee? Uh, this, these What's the difference between a disc and a frisbee? I don't know, but they're exactly one so way don't start trying to educate one me with way your cooler. freaking shit that you just learned last week and now wow. you and now you're a freaking expert.
0: It's not last week, it's been 2 weeks.
1: 2 weeks. It exactly. don't just don't call it Are you going you're just going to be corrector correcty correctorson today, aren't you? No, what? Corrector
0: uh, well, McGee. <laughs> yeah, cuz I said you said you're going to go it's shoot a bow friggin- and arrow. No, friggin- I'm not going to shoot a bow. You're going to shoot I'm just going to shoot an arrow with a bow. mm Mhm. I was gonna say a bad word.
1: Oh my gosh! Give that's me a freaking break. Where's Casey? I miss I Casey. Don't I don't like having to talk to you Casey's by myself. Done. This is lame.
0: All right, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> are we crapping on churches today or what?
1: No. Oh, okay. <laughs> because that's not what we do on. That's our not show. what we do on. And our apparently, show. we're gonna need to like clear the air. Yeah. On what? How we actually feel about? Well, but that.
0: Do we want to do that? Not first? right now. Okay.
1: I want to start with this. So you guys are gonna have to. Um, you're going to have to listen up. And so I think this is going to be coming through the uh, the actual feed. It should be coming through the feed. Okay. So check this out.
2: Stand in reverence to the reading of the King James Bible.
1: Okay, hold on. He says, stand in reverence...
2: For the reading
1: for of the, the, reading King, James, of the King James Bible. Listen to this. We'll start over.
2: Stand in reverence to the reading of the King James Bible. And if you don't have a King James Bible, then you don't have a Bible. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. I'm still Let glad we got a Bible that you can trust. Amen. Got none of these non-inspired versions. They, they said it was good news for modern man. Oh, no. It was filth and trash. Amen. <laughs> but the King James Bible is still right. Amen. amen. Matthew chapter He's number nine, going, verse bro. number 18. When you find your place, say amen. Amen. amen Amen. that was just a little bit weak (laughs) now when you find your place say amen Amen. that's a little better all right amen maybe we'll get fired up by friday night stand (laughs) in reverence to the reading of the king james bible okay so why are you playing this
1: (laughs) so i saw this video it's a Uh, tiktok video okay and this guy's like, stand in reverence for the reading of the King James Bible. If you don't have a King James Bible, you don't have a Bible. Yeah. And so this is one of the guys KJV? who says KJV is like the go-to translation of the scriptures. Hmm. So... What do you think about that? I, well, I wanted to ask what you thought about it.
0: Uh, I mean, do I agree with him? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's... A, but... It doesn't matter. Like there's no one that's gonna change his mind. Right. There's so, nothing that anyone can do to change his mind. So he's pretty set in what he
1: thinks. So you're one of these so let's just say you're this guy and you're set in your ways and you think the King James Bible is like the own the only true Bible, right? Because he's he even took a jab at the NIV, the novel. Well, I mean, what's the, the difference between a guy version? like this
0: and, and the reformed guys who say the ESV is where it's at?
1: Well, I don't know that they would say that make the same statement. The same statement about that he made, ESV, yeah. But so then you, you think like this, and I come to you and I say, hey, did you know that the KJV wasn't actually published until like 1611? And so it was under the leadership of a of a man. Yeah. 1,611 years removed from the death of Christ when this translation was ordered to go to print and be a thing. So like, I give you this fact, yeah. and then how do you argue that? Like, what do you say?
0: I mean, I think, that God, person probably just shakes it off and God's spout something off.
1: God knew the version that was going to be printed. And so he preserved it until the day that it would be printed and given to all people.
0: Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think there's a lot like, that's not the more I get it. It's like, yeah, obviously what he's saying is definitely off base, but I mean, that's probably the least of what is off base with him or anything that he's probably teaching. If he's going to take that stance. Yeah. You know, like that's probably just a symptom. Well, There's like some probably some real deep other so, stuff that's going on there.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I I mean. I'm I'm just joking at this point, but I was like, I guarantee you that this guy tips like crap at restaurants and his kids hate him.
0: Oh, which you get down to like what? Generosity and love? Like you boil it down to that? I don't know.
1: I just thought it was funny. No, it is funny. I, 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 it I, is saw, funny. I saw the video and Homeway's like... <laughs> God. stand for the in reverence of the reading of the King James Bible and he's like I'm glad we still have a bible we can trust as though you you trust a bible like it's a person and i just think it's one of these like there's only I don't want to say there's only one truth, but it's just one of those very rigid, Mm. religious... Religious. That's a good word for it. Rigid and religious scenarios. So let me read a comment from uh, Facebook. Let's take into consideration that in order to translate, quote-unquote, the Bible to the KJV, they had to make up so many words because they had no translation for words, for certain words. Mm. So... It's just interesting. Take that Southern Words have meaning, right? Didn't we talk about that? Yeah, words have meaning. The amen, let it be. Let it be. Can I get a let it be so? Let it be so. (laughs) Anyways. All right. That's what I had to start. I thought that was just kind of funny.
0: Dude, I mean, that's the kind of stuff, though, that like, I mean, people hear that kind of stuff, and they grew up in churches like that, and it immediately causes them to have some sort of reaction in their body, whether it's a gag or a shudder or a like flashback. Anxiety-inducing kind of thing because yeah. maybe that's what they grew up in.
1: I get, <laughs> and I, it's sucky. Yeah. I guess I wonder. It's like if that guy were to meet a Christian, and they say, "Oh yeah, I gave my life to Jesus, and I love him, and he's amazing, and he changed me, and you know, I used to be this, and now I'm this," and tells his te- tells their testimony, and and he says, "What kind of Bible do you read?" And they're like, "Oh, I read the NIV version." Like, what is is he going to immediately think that they? didn't believe the gospel, that they don't know Jesus? Like, yeah. what's going to be the assessment of the situation in that scenario?
0: Probably not a good one. I mean, whatever I it is. It's
1: just interesting, this whole, uh, I don't know, just religion, man. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah, religion. Just this idea of... So, I read an article one day, and it was actually talking about how religion isn't bad, because religion is really just a set of beliefs, but modern Christianity, Western Christianity has... has really taken the word religion and made it made it mean like a works based mm-hmm. but like what would you give as a kind of just a uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like
0: a definition. Yeah,
1: just a simple definition of religion.
0: Oh gosh. Uh works. Let me let me try to wordsmith this. It'd basically be something along the lines. I try to say it's something that like Man created works okay, that are said to be God. Yeah, created like basically, man is saying this is what God said, but God never said that. It's like that's good. It's like they're yeah.
1: So Jesus said it. He said your your traditions are just rules taught by men. Yeah, that's and what so, I was gonna say. So it rules has, taught by men. Yeah. So it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what Jesus rules said. taught by men. Yeah, church. That's right. Uh, <laughs> 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 Wait a minute! Isn't, isn't that <laughs> religion? Rul- no. Rul- <laughs> Now <laughs> rules taught by men church.com. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, pastor first name from no. action verb church
0: <laughs> rules taught rules taught by men dot works. You know, it's not dot church mm-hmm. dot works dot works like works. Oh my gosh. You know, like the works. great. Me. Anyways.
1: Yeah. Someone says, <laughs> check out Jesus hates religion by Jefferson Bethke. You know that guy. Don't oh you? yeah. That dude's great. Yeah. Well, you know, his, his book. Mm hmm. What is it? To Hell with the Hustle. To Hell with the Hustle. You know what's interesting about you having written that review on our website? Yeah. We actually get organic traffic to Salty Dogs because people are looking up To Hell with the Hustle review, and we're one of the top search results.
0: Really? Mm
1: -hmm. No way. Yeah, so we should have Jefferson Bethke on the podcast. Oh, there's no way we can get
0: that dude on the podcast. You don't think so? Heck no, man. No? That dude is like a world-renowned... Jefferson Bethke
1: is not touchable. That guy,
0: that guy hops on a plane and will go from like Hawaii to New York. He lives to, in Maui, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. I really re- have a lot of respect for him. He, he got famous from
1: spoken word, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like he did that YouTube video and just woke up famous? Uh,
0: I guess so. He's real big on like Sabbath rest, uh, mm-hmm. different like ways of operating as a family and stuff like that. And so I, I like him a lot.
1: Moral of the story is post YouTube videos and you might wake up famous.
0: It could happen. It could happen. It honestly, legit could happen. And then you and could
1: have your own TV show about your family.
0: Is, does he have a TV show about he his does.
1: family? Oh, I need to watch it. It's like exclusive content, you have to pay for it. Really? Yep. Uh, well, I don't. So if you want to peer into his personal life, and you have to pay. Get past that paywall.
0: Him. I'll just follow him on Instagram. Speaking on of the paywalls,
1: patreon.com slash <laughs> podcast. We have the Pissed Puppies podcast. And for as little as $5 a month, you can support the podcast bro. And we cranked gain out, access.
0: We cranked out four episodes this month for our patrons. The
1: exclusive content. So we just dropped four episodes. Yeah. Do you remember what the last two were?
0: The last two that we talked about, we talked about uh, actually a quote that you read on Twitter
1: mm. from a man. Yep, Instagram.
0: Yep, and uh, someone actually told me that that man. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. They they messaged me and they were like, that guy basically sells that guy makes money. You? No, no, someone else did <laughs> makes basically makes money off of like shirts that are insinuating that COVID and like BLM and stuff like that. Like it doesn't matter. Oh, stuff like that. So he's cool, like making money off of that, making shirts and stuff, charging him at yeah. a premium rate. Anyways. So we Everybody's talked about making that guy. money somehow. We talked, about, we talked about that, and then what was the other thing we talked
1: about? I mean, we're something talking, else. we're talking. Oh, about you
0: completely hijacked the episode because we we're going to talk about something that happened, mm-hmm. and then you asked me some question about like,
1: hey, what do you think about identifying no, no. as a sinner? Yeah, like identifying saying, as oh, a sinner.
0: Yeah. So we got, we got. All know, so along we,
1: uh, we too have a paywall. We do. We're we're just like the rest of them. I guess so.
0: Yeah. So. So, we do have two things. Do we want to talk about both of those things, or do we just ta- want to talk about one thing tonight?
1: Well, we advertised that we'd be talking about one thing, so let's hit on that. And then afterwards. And then maybe we can lead into the next one. Do you want to do two and one, or do you want that to be its own episode? Uh, I don't know. Do you care?
0: I'm kind of nervous about who hears that second one. but Okay.
1: Well, let's just stick to this, and then we'll see where we want to go with it. Cool. Awesome. So, I put out... So, I had had a conversation with Christopher. I always like to tell a story about how these... Topics come about. Um, the majority of our topics happen from us having just everyday conversation.
0: Little phone calls.
1: Yeah. Like I'll call Christopher. I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? So I usually call him like on a Sunday afternoon or something like or that. Or every just day. Yeah, or every day. Yeah. He gets tired of me. He's trying to throw dicks, I mean, discs <laughs> through the air. And he's like, yeah, leave no, me, I'm me alone. I'm discs. playing dicks golf. Leave me alone. And so, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I dude, our listens have gone down.
0: Because of that. And because I of think stuff like that. It might be
1: because we're
0: we are because we're exposing we're, our we, sin.
1: We sound like the bad Christian podcast at this uh, point no, in time. No, we don't sound like the bad you Christian podcast. You don't think podcast. so? No. No okay, way. Good. They sound way cooler than us. They st- <laughs> <laughs> and they have a much bigger following. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I called you. So we had a conference um at the Source Wichita called Refresh. And it's it's a really amazing time. And Interestingly, I mean, they the majority of the people who are from Wichita um, are part of our ministry mm-hmm. here at the Source that attended Refresh and we they volunteered. But a good group of people flew in from all over the nation. Really, I didn't know that. Of, oh yeah, yeah, people from. How many were you running? <laughs> How many are you running? Um, How many so, is your conference running? I'm just so kidding. we do like three. Actually, we did like four days this time. There was wow. Like a, there Holy was like moly. a pre-conference gathering on Thursday, and then. We did Friday night, uh, Saturday, two main sessions plus three breakout sessions and Sunday morning a main session. And we live streamed it all and recorded it and all this stuff. And so um, really good time. But I remember it was either Friday night or Saturday and um, we had worship. So it's during worship and I'm running the live stream and I'm not like Mm -hmm. really focusing in on worship, but just there for a moment, like I'm looking around and I'm seeing people having it worshiping yeah just from the outside looking in they're you know singing Singing, hands up whatever i mean they're doing flags and you know all that kind of stuff so um they're doing their thing and i remember just kind of focusing on the lord for a moment and i was just like hey lord (laughs) Um, hi it's me jason hey hello it's me. Are you there, God? Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Hey, God. I know it's been a while. I you hear you, hear you Jason? Jason. Yeah, right, right, right. God, I know I haven't read my Bible, and I know I haven't been to Wednesday night Bible study, and I know I haven't been to the men's group. You sound and like I Cartman. I watch, and I know, <laughs> and I know I watched porn last night, and I'm just really sorry that. I, <laughs> you know, and so. God, <laughs> <laughs> uh. And so, um, <laughs> I just I just focus on the Lord for a second, right, and. I'm just, I, I had this thought like, you know what? I haven't really like worshiped or cried during worship in a long time. Yeah. And I don't know why I had that thought. Like, because in the past at conferences and worship nights and different things, like mm-hmm. I've always associated like the Lord doing something in me with this moment where I have this extreme emotional response, whether to a sermon or to worship. Yeah. And to where I'm just there by myself and I'm connecting with the Lord and you know all of a sudden like I tear up and and you know I'll weep or I'll do whatever I do mm-hmm. and I'll pray and I'll cry out and, and I'll repent or I'll you know I'll worship, praise, I'll do all these things. And so I remember just standing there and I was like, "Lord, I don't need another emotional experience. I don't right. I don't need to cry more tears. Like I I just want you." And I just want the work that you want to do in me to to come forth. I want to see yeah. the fruit of your spirit in my life. And so it got me thinking. And I think I called you. I did. Yeah, you call did you, call me. And I was like, Hey, what do you think? What do you think about like emotional experiences in church or in? spiritual scenarios, whatever, faith, Christianity, settings of faith. Settings of faith. So like whether it's a Bible study or it's a a worship night or it's the Sunday morning service or it's during an altar call and we see people have emotional responses. And I just asked the question, how often do you think that maybe it's not that God is actually doing a spiritual work in them, but that some part of their body or their soul has come to a point of f- ex- such a point of exhaustion, yeah, mentally or physically that there's a breaking of the mind or the psyche or the body. And so, have you ever have you ever been like hopeless to the point of crying? No, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Sure. You
1: you cry because you're hopeless, yeah. Or there's been times where I've like broken and I'm like I just can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm so overwhelmed, and I'm so frustrated, I'm so tired, I'm so stressed. Yeah. That I reach a point, and I like, I have a, I have a breaking point, and I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll cry, and you know, it's like you're crying, and you're talking <laughs> like it just can't and it's, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm speaking in tongues, and so, um, I just question. Now I'm not like. I'm not trying to be judgy, but this is a real question about how often do you think that there are people who are having emotional responses in one of those settings and Christian leaders or people are looking and they're saying, oh, Christopher's crying. Oh, man, praise the Lord. The Lord must be working on him. Mm-hmm. And we immediately associate that emotional experience with some sort of spiritual experience. Yeah, And I just wonder for how many people is that actually a starting point for them to be open to the Lord doing work rather than thinking the tears are the work? What if it's the breaking point yeah. that opens them up for to actually say, okay, Lord, I need your help? Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, there's times where I come to the end of myself and I'm exhausted, I'm tired, and I weep, and then I say, okay, Lord, I need you. Mm-hmm. Right? So,
0: Or, you know, even on another level, like how many times do people... They they have these breakdowns, they have these cry sessions, whether that's in, I feel like a, a lot of times it's worship, you know, it happens during worship, uh, some sort of something that triggers this emotional response in them. And so they have this breakdown, they're literally, their body is like releasing all of this stress, everything mm-hmm, that's been mm-hmm. pent up, built up inside them. And so they have this release. And then afterwards, you know, on the drive home, they're like, wow. I feel good. Yeah. I feel really good. And yeah. so then they're like, man, that must be a sign that God did something in me. There was healing, mm-hmm. there was freedom, mm-hmm. there was all this mm-hmm. stuff. And so then what ends up happening is there's this pursuit of these emotional responses and people might feel like if I don't have this emotional response, if I don't break down and cry, if I don't lose my shit during worship, like if I don't do these things, if this doesn't happen, then God didn't meet me there. And so then there's this pursuit of the emotional high that comes with that. Mm. And in some cases I'm not saying God doesn't meet people there or things don't happen, but I, I think that sometimes Literally, that's the endorphins that are released when your body has just like let Purged. go of all of this stress. Yeah, it, there's just been this breaking point, and there's this flush of, I would imagine, good brain chemicals that come in. And so it's not a, it's not necessarily that God did something as much as like, no, bro, you need to go to counseling and you need to realize that like you got a lot of shit going on inside your heart yeah. that needs to be
1: dealt with. And and that that was my question. Like, how many times? And and so let me let me just say this because it sounds like we're being really judgy about. People having emotional responses. Dude, I think emo- I think emotional responses are I mean, I I think the Lord moves in that, right? I think some people do the Lord does touch their heart and like breaks something. So, yeah. you know, the Lord takes your heart of stone, and gives you heart of flesh. Like he makes you there's times where I'm tender, where mm-hmm. I'm just like really emotional and vulnerable and sensitive, but I know it's because the Lord has just revealed something or done. Like I know when I say, Oh, the Lord showed me this. And when the Lord showed me this, it really released something in me. And I've just kind of been in this place of openness and humility lately where I'm able to receive where I wasn't able to receive before. And you know, I, I wouldn't have experienced this unless he did this in me. Oh yeah. Versus a time and and this was one of my questions was like how many times like do you get people who are hopeless and broken and exhausted they go into a church service and they reach a, reach a breaking point and what you're really seeing is like their body just it it's gotten so pent up with stress and emotional
0: yeah.
1: unhealthiness or whatever emotional disease dis- that it just needs a way to release and so then they they weep and they cry and they yeah. do these things but then that actually being the starting point of whatever work the Lord is going to do you know yeah i just i don't know i that that was just something i was thinking about and and again this whole like emotional so i i uh messaged one of my buddies and i told him like hey here's what we're going to talk about and and he said oh he goes this reminds me of a pastor that i was under who actually had caused him quite a bit of pain, mm-hmm. church hurt, whatever you want to call it, um, just the way that he led and the way he treated people and his expectations and all of that yeah. stuff. And so he said that that pastor from stage actually said, I'm going to stop giving altar calls because I don't see anybody in tears in the congregation. So like, can you believe that? Like, he, because he didn't see tears, he was not going to give an altar call. Like, he expected that if he saw people weeping, well, then he would give the gospel presentation. What is it?
0: You know, well, I mean, gosh, the first thing that comes to mind is just, you know, scripture talking about like man looking at the outward appearance and the Lord's looking at the heart. Like, just because someone is not having, and so somebody asked, I'm gonna talk about this, but sure. somebody asked in the in the Facebook group, like, why does yeah. this like why does this matter? Why does it matter? You know, who cares what others think about of your worship? Like, why does mm-hmm. this matter? I think the bigger thing that that this is really revealing, I think, is pursuit of emotional experiences with the Lord and like it becoming this focus and this litmus test of mm-hmm. like, okay. Right. If I can get to this point, like I had a good worship session, I was clapping, I was in it, but man, if I get that feeling in my body, Mm -hmm. the lights go out, and I shed a tear, (laughs) oh, it's about to go. And then more tears come, like use my hand to wipe wipe my tears, tears. (laughs) that whole thing, like, I don't know that that's. I mean, again, we can't judge anyone. You know what's going on yeah, inside it's not of a them. Judgy but scenario. I will tell you this: like for me, the I when I was younger, you know, I'm talking teenager, the the measurement of a successful encounter with God for me was: did I cry? Did really? I get emotional? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So where did for you sure, learn growing that? Growing up in youth group, uh, I mean, I think, you know, we I would say that Lakewood was a decently. There were people that were charismatic. Oh, very you know? charismatic. Like, yeah. Had so
1: very Pentecostal roots in that one.
0: And so to me, it was what I observed and what I saw when I saw people dancing and jumping and shouting. It was like, oh, wow, they are, they're on fire. I hate that phrase, on fire for God. Anyways. Yeah. I, I don't like that phrase. But if, to me, it's like, oh, they're doing this thing. There's this outward expression in this positive way. So this must mean that, you know, They are really, really good Christians or reverse flip it. Oh, they're having this emotional thing where they're crying. Oh, wow. They must like be really close to God. So it's almost like I equated tears with closeness. Mm, And so mm. for me, then that's what the marker became. Like, did I cry during that? Because if I did, and I'm just now starting to realize this as I'm like thinking back and kind of talking, talking through this. So I think that this exists and it was also affirmed from stage. Like, oh, wow, you know, people are crying and this is happening. What the phrase was, God is moving. God's moving. Look, everybody, God is moving. And you got people crying and wailing and, you know, whatever that thing is. And listen, like, I'm not saying that those things are bad, but to automatically jump to like, God is moving. Because for you, you, it's like, oh, it's the finish line. The work is complete. When really for you... It's the starting line. Yes. Like it, it could be,
1: maybe. That, who, who knows? And, and that was one of the points I was trying to make earlier, without trying to sound like I was, excuse me, talking in circles. Um, but the idea that so if I'm if I'm a church leader or whoever, and I'm looking and I look over and I see Christopher crying, and I'm gonna if I automatically assume that the Lord's doing a work in your life. Mm-hmm. Well then I'm just like, "Oh man, you know, the Lord Leave really Yeah, the Lord really did something in Christopher and I'm just so happy. You know, I know he's been having a hard time. I saw him crying during worship, so I just know the Lord is moving.
0: I know he's been fighting with his wife well, about what, how much money he's spending on discs
1: lately. Discs, throwing discs. discs. So throwing what if discs. what if that was just a moment of breaking for you because you're hopeless in your situation and what you really need now is someone to come alongside yeah. you to help you continue to walk Into a path of healing. So the issue with that and saying seeing tears and then saying, "Oh, the Lord is moving," is that then you may not know that there needs to be a a A follow up, a follow up coming along. So it's like, "Oh, Chris is good. Oh man, hey, you know, I, it, you know, I, I saw you, or whatever, you know." I mean, and this is all hypothetical. Yeah, this is all hypothetical
0: stuff, but. I mean, this is, so I guess there's two people you could be speaking to in this one. You could be speaking to the leader from stage that might be listening, which as of last week, we are aware that there are lots of pastors in our city that listen to this podcast uh, that aren't happy with it. Um, But it also can be for the other person like you can examine yourself and you can look inward and go, wow am I pursuing spiritual am I pursuing emotional experiences with God or am I just pursuing God because yeah. those two things are not the same thing right you can pursue emotional experiences and guess what you can find them yeah you can make them happen yeah you can counterfeit them right and and just because you have those doesn't mean that like, you're killing it with the Lord. Yeah. I can, t- I, mean, right. I mean, like that doesn't, well, it's
1: so, so here's, let me explain a little bit of why I, why I prayed that to the Lord. Because I mean, this, this whole conversation is stemming from me saying, I don't, I don't need another emotional experience or I don't want. No. Yes. Now, now Maybe the Lord is like, oh, well, there's a couple more things I'm going to have to purge from you. And so that's going to hurt a little bit and you're probably going to weep, whatever, for whatever reason, joy or, or repentance or remorse or conviction or whatever it is. But the reason I said that is because I look at, I look at my life and I know the things that I think, I know the things I say and do. I know my heart towards my family and my children, my wife, the people around me like I still have some rough edges in my life some things that need to be smoothed down mm-hmm. um I still get uh I still get on edge like when I things are out of place or people don't do things the way that I want them to do or I yeah. still have issues with control people still annoy me in small ways that kind of stuff I know that those are rough edges that just need to be smoothed that smoothed down by the lord and so I'm saying lord I I just want you to continue to do this work in me I want, to, I want to focus on you right now. I want to hear what you have to hear, say. You know, I want to see your face. I want to be close. I want to be intimate. I, I want this relationship. But what I don't want to happen is for me to have a moment during worship where I'm crying and I'm snotty and my eyes are red and I'm like breaking and worshiping and doing this stuff. And then I get up. And I go back to the same life in the same ways. With right, no
0: exactly. If anything, And
1: that was my issue, yes, yes. is that I've had plenty of cry fests during worship. Tell me what you remember about me when oh, you were a teenager going to Lakewood. Yeah,
0: I mean, the thing that I would remember is, you know, you... I don't know that... We were in church every weekend, every Sunday... Uh, every Wednesday, like we were in church. And so uh, I don't, I have no clue, but you would come to church every now and then with us. And I knew that every time Jason was in church, I was like, oh, he's going to end up crying. Like he's going to end up crying. And for me, it's really interesting. So for me back then, I'm looking at that and I'm going, damn, God's like really dealing with Jason. Like he's really, he's really doing something in him right now.
1: You want to, you want to know do you have anything else to say about that? No,
0: I was just going to say that. I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking he must not be okay. Like, yeah. The, maybe there's some things in his life that...
1: Yeah, And that's absolutely right. Yeah. So I would go to church because my family would go. And that was meaningful. Like people would invite me and I'd show up and I knew yeah. y'all would be there. And I knew that when I went, I probably was going to cry because I was going into this place. You know, where it, I don't know, going to church for me was like me taking a step closer to becoming the person that I wanted to be. But I think one of the reasons that I cried so often when I was there was because I was so far away from who I wanted to be and I was hopeless of ever getting there. Yeah. And so my tears were tears of hopelessness Mm. most often. Because during not not during, of what
0: I thought, oh God's working d- in jail. I mean, d- and maybe he right. was doing something.
1: Yeah, and maybe stuff, but, he was. That yeah. I mean, maybe he was, but a lot of the weeping that happened during those years was because I was I was living a lie. Like yeah, I was drinking and doing drugs and off doing whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, I was like it whether or not I was uh, obviously I wasn't beyond Redemption, but chances are I had just spent the weekend like at some girl's house drinking all weekend and doing drugs or whatever. And then it's like Sunday morning. I gotta put on my face and show up. Yeah. And so I'm there knowing that my life is in shambles and I hate myself and I hate my actions. Yeah. And I'm so far from who I'm supposed to be, and I'm a sinner and and all this stuff. Yeah. And I walk into that place and then I just cry.
0: Yeah. And because break. I'm
1: so lost yeah. and so hopeless.
0: So here's here's where the direction that my mind goes in this as to how how this is applicable to people. People might think we're just talking shit about people crying. Like that's not what we're no, doing. No, that's not what's like, that's not, that's not what this is. What what I would encourage people to do is like view this as a check engine light. Like when this happens, when you have some sort of emotional response, like don't just let the emotional response be the reward. Like Mm. if that's what you want, then that's a, That is a type of reward, I guess. But I mean, I think there's a bigger reward. And I use reward as like the the treasure, you know, like you could have something of more value, which is going to God at that point and going, hey, I'm having this emotional response. What is it inside of me that is there and, you, and, and and try to identify that. Maybe it is you are overwhelmed with the love of God. Maybe it is that your life is in shambles and that you need to like, it should, it should be cause for pause. Just like anytime you see a check engine <laughs> light, you go like, oh, what is that? Yeah, and what then is what is ends it? up happening is, is that check engine light fades away eventually. And you're like, Oh, I guess the problem's done. And then you're, you know, yeah. your freaking transmission falls out. Like, oh. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, I should have fixed that the last six times. Like it's the same thing. With when we have these responses, like our emotions are a tool to mm-hmm. tell us right. uh, that there's something more something going on beneath yeah. the surface. And so you could easily brush past it, brush past it, mm-hmm. take the endorphins, walk out, and mm-hmm. go, ah, I hope that happens again next Sunday. And it probably will because yeah. you haven't dealt with whatever needs to be dealt with inside of you. Yeah. And I'm not talking like a dealt with sin, sinner thing. It's just like... Gosh, there's so much that goes on in us that's subconscious well, that we don't even realize things right. that are there that need to be identified.
1: Right. So let's talk a little bit about this idea. Uh, number one, um, it, yeah, let me just reiterate. There, in no way, shape, or form, I'm saying people shouldn't have emotional responses. I think the my main question was how often have we have we said, oh, God must be really working on them when maybe it's just them coming to an actual breaking point? Like that was kind of the main question. I think oftentimes we've, we've actually seen that happen. Yeah. And especially if you're like in a, in a larger church or it, it happens in any church, but you get people who haven't been to church often, or you invited your cousin who you know is lost or whatever, and they show up and they're having this weep fest, you know, and, and, our first inclination is oh the Lord's really working on them mm-hmm. and it could just be that there's an immense amount of hopelessness or depression or anger or sadness that's welling up out of them. Mm-hmm. you know so I remember um one time at Lakewood, um I was there during worship and I was and I was crying and uh, the person behind me or in front of me turned around and asked me, "Here are you okay? are you okay?" And I was like i'm I'm not okay. And so I had just had something happen with a girlfriend or whatever. And uh I was really busted up over it. And so I was weeping because I was sad. Yeah. And she asked me if I was okay. And I told her what happened. Then she prayed with me. I wasn't crying because the Lord was like Yeah. Like I was hurt. Yeah. And so I went to church because it's like, you know, this is church. You're supposed to find hope here. Like God's here. You know. And so what that do for you to have someone pray for you
0: like that and just even ask. It
1: meant I mean, it, it it was great. I was like, I'm so glad, you know, it's like. The body at work, man. Sure. Yeah. And so I didn't. Joel Osteen (laughs) didn't do that for you. He didn't pray for you. That's right. Joel, you didn't, you didn't even see me, bro. Dude. Okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Here's something else. And
0: I'm not talking shit about Joel. I love Joel. I do. I know a lot of people have different feelings about him, but what would happen when Joel would cry on stage? Yeah. Remember? It was like, do you remember? He would like break down in tears often during messages. He'd yeah. be saying something, and he stopping with his hands, and then everyone's cheering, and they're like, oh, wow, God's like, ah, he's, ah, he's doing something.
1: He's working, <laughs> he's doing something,
0: he's shaking it up.
1: Yeah. Hey, Jared just said, but what is showing you that you're hopeless? Is that the flesh or the spirit? I think we can be hopeless. And se- I, I think self can fail us, mm-hmm. and then we can be hopeless. I don't think the spirit causes hopelessness does the spirit reveal to you that you're hopeless? I mean, hopeless? did you
0: know you were hopeless then? Uh,
1: no. I'm I mean, I look back on a lot of that stuff and I'm realizing that's probably what was happening.
0: Dude, and here and this is why like the church. there is a movement where the church is starting to talk about like emotions more. For mm-hmm. a while, there was this whole thing where people were like, "Oh, don't trust your emotions." I cannot stand when people get on this trip like especially leaders in churches, and they're talking about your emotions, your emotions will fail you. What is deceitful more than the flesh? And da, 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 da. And they're just this and this and this. And it's like, <laughs> get out of here with that. Like, okay, okay, <laughs> right? But like, you're the guy that's screaming at your wife and kids while you're running out to go preach. Like, it happens. You yeah, have emotions. Right. I have emotions. We like, have emotions. we should use them. Sure. We should use them. And so the church has gotten a lot better about... um acknowledging that in actually talking about counseling more, going to, to a counselor, talking those things through. I know that there are some super Christians out there that might be like, Oh, well, I just, I don't need that. Like, I'm just going to read my Bible and I'm just right. going to pray. But honestly, there's so much value. The value in having a counselor or a therapist is that they ask you questions that help you arrive at certain points. Yeah. You uh, Someone can tell you what to do all day long and it, you're not going to do it. But if you come to a realization and someone else helps you get there, you will have this aha moment and then you'll do it because you arrived there. Yeah. The value in a counselor, a pastor, a friend, anyone that's going to ask you questions is that they will help you arrive to these aha moments. And so I the church has gotten better, I think, about embracing like, hey, we probably do need some help a little bit more than just reading the Bible, reading the scriptures. Yeah. There is wisdom in seeking counsel from people. Yeah. Like that's scripture. That's, if you want to talk about biblical, that's biblical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. So I'm thinking more about some of these questions that are, that, that are being asked and like what my whole intention and what my whole point of talking about all this stuff is. Um, and it, again, it just goes back to, you know, if crying or emotional experiences are the thing that helps move me forward, like should I, how many are going to work? You know, is it, do I, do I cry 50 times? And and then all of a sudden I'm changed. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so. So I want to I want to talk about um, what um, Derek uh, Derek Shore said. Yeah. He said Big Easy. Big Easy. He said one of the truly beautiful elevations in my faith was moving beyond the constant need for emotional experience. Mm. So this is not.
0: Thanks for that, Big Easy. Th-
1: this is not for everybody. He said in his journey. He felt like he had matured in his faith when he stopped needing emotional experiences. Yeah. So, I mean, Derek could have been here to explain himself, but what do you think that's about? Like,
0: I mean, I think it, I think this is a good example of what we've been talking about earlier. You know, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, right. I equated closeness to God with any sort of emotional high. Yeah. I mean, it could have been. Exuberance swelling up within me, joy, you know, or yeah. uh, you know, on the other side of that, uh, deep sorrow, remorse, tears, being sickened by my sin, all of these like yeah. intense, intense emotions. And I think that a lot of that had to do with me being in this juvenile infancy, like this infant form in my faith. And I really was. I mean, I was a teenager, like I was fresh into my faith. And so I equated closeness with God to these emotional things. Yeah. And I think as you go on, like, what did we, what did we talk about? Remember the other day you sent me, um, I think it was some message and basically the, the applicable takeaway was do these things and you will be closer to God. Right. So the, the, the Holy Trinity that we talk about, give, (laughs) read the Bible, pray, or, or be in a group, pray, you know, like all those things. Like if you do these things, you will be close to God or you will be a mature Christian. You'll do all these things. Yeah. And, I basically tossed out this idea that, you know what? I actually think that you can feel close to, like, if you do do those things as a young Christian, you will feel closer to God, and you will probably feel very strong in your faith until— Oh, yeah, crisis. —until crisis hits. Yeah. And then when crisis hits, it could be crisis of health— Crisis in your marriage, crisis with one of your children's, crisis with your job. When something happens that takes you beyond where the scriptures have told you, like beyond, like mm-hmm. the the like, I guess solidarity, the safeness, the comfort mm-hmm. of the Holy Three works that mm-hmm. we talk about, mm-hmm. like. When something happens that you don't have an answer for, why would God do this?
1: Yeah, right. Those
0: three things are not going to sustain you anymore. Yeah, the only thing that is going to sustain you, sustain you, is experiential encounters with God. Ex- ex- is that sure. what I want to say?
1: Experiential, yeah.
0: experiential encounters with God. Like you literally have something that defies uh, the tangible. The physical, this thing that's extra spiritual that you can't explain. Yeah. You don't know how it happened. Y- yeah. You know, and and for me, those experiences always were centered around Lara and her mm. mental health mm. and being bipolar right. and hospitalizations that were 30 days where I didn't see my wife. Like all of these different things that happened, they and we Lara and I often talk about this. Like those were the things that pushed me like propelled me in my faith while yeah. there were some of the hardest times in the world. I didn't go to the Bible. I didn't go to, uh, my small group. There was like two people I went to. Uh, I didn't, you know, do all of these other things. True. I literally, the they had nothing for me. Yeah, There was nothing for me in yeah. those moments. Yeah. The only thing that was there that when i needed it was god
1: was emmanuel god with you
0: exactly his and just presence. that that extra presence and mm-hmm. and like so tangible yeah. like so close yeah. that like that is where i think so when you ex- I, so when i experienced that i'm in this i feel like i've like moved up a level like did, i've leveled did, up did you cry when you felt his presence in that right yeah man yeah. yeah i mean in in yeah <laughs> i did
1: so what I wanted to say too is But like, I feel
0: like like Derek in those instances to where I've had lots of those things and I don't desire or pursue those uh, emotionally charged experiences. Yeah. Because it's like, you know what? Hey, I've got I got God. Yeah. Like
1: it, again, there was just that moment I'm like, I don't I don't need to cry, I just need you. Right? Like, because for some reason my thought process was that you know oh if i'm going to have some sort of experience with the lord it needs yeah. to look this way yeah and so what i wanted to what i wanted to talk about a little bit were some other times where the lord has shown me things and and so it's kind of it's kind of interesting how how when he'll show me something about myself or yeah. about my marriage or about my daughter like sometimes i'll weep but then there are times where he shows me something and i'm like mind blown And then I'm just like filled with joy and I'm like excited. And then I'll like worship and praise and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I was sitting there and then the Lord showed me this. And I was like, holy crap, that's freaking good. And I was like, wow, that's really going to change the way I think about things. Which brings me to this idea of repentance. Mm -hmm. So repentance just means a changing of the mind. Yes. Metanoia. It's a changing of the mind. And so can repentance happen without tears? Can people have their minds changed without crying about it?
0: I mean, and that
1: sounded terrible, but you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say yes. I think, I think so because it's not a matter of the eye ducks, the tear ducks. It's a matter of the heart, right? You know, and then it's like it's this, it's this heart head. It's like when heart and head meet, and then there's this, there's like this flipping, this,
1: yeah, you know that whole that whole thing. That's funny,
0: but yeah, I mean, I I would agree with that. I think that people can experience repentance without the tears.
1: Yeah, and that's um, and that's what I wanted to get at too, because but people like,
0: can also experience repentance with the tears. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and that and again, that's the point of this entire discussion, is that there have been times where I've wept in the presence of the Lord or wept during worship, uh-huh. but there really wasn't a change taking place. <sighs> there was just a weeping. <laughs> And that's yeah. the whole point. Yeah, 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 And yeah. me saying, I want to be changed. Yeah. If I'm going to cry and I'm not going to change, I don't want to cry. Because I've cried and cried and right, cried. Right, because you
0: can get to a point where it's like, and if I've, this is the reward, if, if the reward is the feel goods, but I'm yeah. still you, I where think you I just, have, have been stuck. Like, I'd rather be unstuck than feel good.
1: Right. You just... You get to a point, and we've talked about this plenty of times before, and this seems to be a theme of the season, but it's like We've listened to the we've listened to the sermons. We've read the scriptures. We've done the Bible studies. We've hit the streaks. <laughs> we've, we've watched we've streaked. The, we've streaked, we've yeah. watched the YouTube videos. Uh-huh. We've attended the conferences. We've sang the songs. I've kneeled, I've laid out on the floor on my face. I've jumped up and down. I've spun around in circles. You've
0: spoken tongues.
1: I've spoken tongues. Yep. I've had people pray for me. I've prayed for other people. I've been anointed. I've been baptized. I've been all of these things, right? That's a nice list of works, Jason. I know. I'm just saying, bro. Like, I've Chill out, there, Apostle
0: Paul. Dang. Been, been
1: there, done that, bought the t-shirt. <laughs> so, <laughs> spoken tongues. So, you, so you've done all the things. So, so, we talk about how we've done all the things. Yeah. But then there's still some things in my life, and I'm like, why has this not changed? Yeah. dude. And it's, that's it's, what I want. It's so ironic. I want the difference. I, yeah. I, I want the change. More want, than you want the tears. But yeah, the, I just... I don't yeah. want to... I don't I don't want to again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I don't want to just weep over my sin all day long and be the same guy. Yeah. Right. It's like I'm over it. You know, I've confessed, I've prayed, I've done the things. I want the Christ-likeness. Right. I want the change. I want the maturity. I want the yeah. growth. I want the Lord. Dude. You know? And that, and that's just part of what I was what I was talking about. So again, it's the Pam, Pam says, but the series, Pam, 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 she says, but the series of crying is the change. So, I'm not saying I don't want to have not ever cried.
0: So here's, it, Casey is the perfect example of this. And it is ironic that you're, you know, our conversation has kind of gone this way because we have been talking about repentance a lot this season. Anyway, Casey, we had Casey come back in, in the first episode of this season and basically share, hey, here's what's been going on with me. And so Casey's talked about addiction, struggling with alcohol, uh, just so many, so many different things. And I think if Casey were here, Casey would say, like, I cried. I cried and cried. There, He had more probably crying, weeping, breaking nights than anyone else. And, right. And so, and, and the longing and the desiring and the crying out to God and going to Teen Challenge and doing AA and doing all of these things. Yeah. And then it's the one day he woke up and boom. Yeah, he just woke up. Not by his work, right? Right. Not by his... His desire at this moment for it to be changed, but whenever God orchestrated it for, yeah. for whenever that changed to happen, you yeah. know? And, you know, we had Sam McVeigh on and Sam was talking about, and I keep bringing this up because it was just such <laughs> a mind-blowing concept for me and honestly has allowed me to live in this state of freedom that has been really good for me. Yeah. But just this idea that the only thing that works are good for is to show you that the, they are powerless. That, powerless that there is no you. power in your works to change you to, to change defeat you. your sin. Right. There's no amount of Bible that you can read right. that is going to change your sin. There's right. no amount of prayers. There's no amount of this. Like our works are powerless to defeat.
1: It, it's the Father. It's sin. The, it's the it's the Spirit. Exactly. It's the fruit of
0: the Spirit. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I just always go back to the scripture where the Lord says that. Um he says i'll I'll take your heart of stone I'll give you a heart of flesh mm-hmm. i'll I will put my law on your heart law on your heart and cause you to walk in my ways and to be obedient to my commands like mm-hmm. he says i'm good it's his work, yeah, I'm going to cause you to walk in my ways yeah so in in my mind there's a partnership that happens
0: partnering yep.
1: because I say father." this is your desire and your will for me. I want that. I want to partner in that. Let's do that. Show me and lead me and guide me yep. on how to actually live that out. And it's by his spirit, put my spirit in you. Yeah. Right. So I have to depend on the leading and the guiding of the spirit.
0: Dude, I, I like, I like where this is going. I like that we're kind of heading and kind of flowing in this direction. Um, what was the very last thing that you said right now? Because I kind of lost my thought. You were saying something, and I had a thought. The that spirit, I was share.
1: like it's this, it's the work of the spirit. It's I'll give you a heart of flesh, yeah, for your heart of stone. I'll put my law on you in your heart, and I'll cause you walk in my ways. So I have to. It's it's not my works. It's right my partnership.
0: Oh, it was the partnering. Yeah, it was yeah, the partner. partnering is is what I was thinking about. So. I mean just think about this and I've done this before and I've said Lord help me not to sin fill in the blank whatever. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Just oh, take yes. this away. Yeah, 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 just yeah, 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 remove yeah. this, right? <clears throat> and I mean really so much of this stuff is about mindsets. Like we can say things out of our mouth and we can but it does not like our words are not an accurate representation of where our heart is all the time. Even if we mm. say our heart our Heart is here, and our words say this. That doesn't mean that that's really where our heart is. Okay, and so we can say like, "Lord, take this away." I desire that. I want you to do this. Oh, so blah blah blah. And we can say all these things, but really, until I think we have this this mindset shift of like, "All right." I want to partner with you. And I understand yeah. and realize that this might not happen on my timeline. It might not happen on my timetable. It There may be some other things that I need to go through. And this actually has very little to do with me uh, in being able to execute this and pull it off. We talked about, the the tomb right like dying to self really dying that whole thing and it's kind so we've we've talked about that before in multiple episodes this season but when you get to this point to where you let go and you're like I got nothing I can't do it I got I can't I can't change my porn addiction right I can't change you know, me yelling and screaming at my kids. Yeah. I can't change me being impatient. There's no amount of of Bible study devos in the version app that I can do on patience that will grow <laughs> my patience, right? Like, I can't do that. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much I hate what I'm doing. I right. can't. Yeah. And you get to this point of just like, all right, Lord, your timetable, well, that, not mine. I mean, and you know what? Yeah. I'm going to step into the forgiveness that you already have. I don't even need to ask for it. It's there. I'm just going to step into that. I'm yep. just going to exist in that space. Yep. And and we've, we've talked about this. All yeah, of this is probably yeah. sounding very familiar no, to a lot fine, of people, yeah. but it's just like, these are the things, the conversations that you and I are having off air. These are the the things that we're kind of stepping into, stepping out from like the old way of how to do it and stepping into this freedom way. I mean, in one way, you're weighted down, by law, by religion, by the words of man, and in another way, you're stepping into freedom, right?
1: Yes, I I, I think freedom is 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 key. Um, because yeah, so what I was gonna say was about like AA. You know, the first step is realizing that you know you're or admitting that you're you're hopeless, helpless, you're an addict, and then that you need a higher power. Like yes. you have to appeal to a higher yeah. power, like something. Some, that is a step that they have, some, right? Yeah. Some force outside of yourself. And so I think we've all come to it. Anybody who's a Christian at this point in time has come to a realization that they need the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I looked at my life. I looked at drugs and, you know, rock and roll, sex, drugs, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all the things, all the
1: things like, you know, and, and that's what I turned to. And then all of a sudden it's just like, this sucks. I hate my life. I hate myself. Like. I don't want to be this person anymore. And what's interesting, here's what's really interesting about that, is that I had all these addictions, I had these proclivities, I had these things that I did in my life that I knew were bad, um, and I turned to God to change me. I think what I've learned since then, I think God, um, he accepts that because he's loving and kind and... I mean, he frees the oppressed and the slave and, you know, sets the captive free. He does these things. Um, He's loving. He's caring. He wants us to come to him. God will draw near to those who draw near to him, Mm -hmm. regardless of why they draw near to him, right? Like, so I was going to the father because I needed him to rescue me from this sin and this brokenness. But a lot of that was even selfish. And what I didn't realize is that what I, and so here's what I was thinking about earlier and I was saying it. But I don't know that my heart was actually lining up with it. And you said that. Yeah. And I didn't realize I was doing this. But the reward of relationship with the Father is the Father. Yeah. The byproduct is that I get His Spirit and He transforms me into the likeness of His Son, which means that all of the old ways, all the old man, the ways of the flesh, the sin, all that stuff eventually falls off. Mm -hmm. So what I've fallen into even talking about it now and thinking about it now, Well, I've fallen into eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I'm looking at the things in my life that I see as bad, and I'm saying, God, will you just take these away? And you're away?
0: judging them as bad.
1: And I'm saying, God, will you take these away? Yeah. I don't want to do these things anymore. But where is my true desire for him? If my desire were truly for him then it's like, the, where's
0: your focus? What are you focusing where's on?
1: Where's my focus? Right. Is it the tree of, am I eating from the tree of life or am I eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Bro. And this is what I so was, I'm was still talking lo- about I'm,
0: being so sin focused.
1: Right. So like. I'm still looking at these things in my life. And so what I was going to say earlier, cause we we're talking about, um, we're just talking about going to the Lord and praying about this one sin, this one sin, this one sin. And I've talked about this, but we're going to keep talking about it. Um, those times where I've gone to the father and I'm like, Lord, will you just take this sin away? Mm-hmm. And there's been times where I've prayed, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Well, why? Why do I want the sin gone? Because I don't want to feel bad about it. I don't want to feel bad about it. Right. Yeah. And the focus is on me. So when I go to so the Lord, so even
0: in this pursuit of like healing, re- repentance, the pursuit actually isn't healing or repentance. It's I don't want to feel bad. Yeah. That's what is that what you're saying?
1: Pam says, Look, Jason, you figured that out without one tear. <laughs> I'm, Pam, cr- Pam, I'm crying Pam. on the inside, Pam. You just can't see it. Stop judging the outward appearance like, man. Oh, and my so, God. <laughs> um, yeah, Marty, thanks for jumping on, man. Appreciate the conversation. Um, so you guys need to, if you're listening to our podcast right now, you need to jump onto our live stream. Cause we do have conversation with people who are, who are leaving comments. It really helps kind of with the, uh, with the conversation. It's like or,
0: our amens, yeah, our digital like amens.
1: These, yeah, the, all of our commenters are let it be so's let Amen. it be so. Let it be, Amen. so, let it be so. Um, so what I was, what I wanted to talk about was like the whole man. And I think maybe we've talked about this and I think it ties into the beginning where we talk about this breaking, like what if my body is so exhausted. Like people live, some people live their lives at a hundred miles an hour, 24 seven. And so they are, so they are often just even physically exhausted. And some people have what, like adrenal fatigue or yeah. whatever. No like,
0: bro. Yes. I mean,
1: their body, their body, their home hormones are off balance. Their chemicals are out of whack. Their body is carrying inflammation and stress. And I mean, just, your body will carry all of this stuff. And so we think about body and soul and spirit. Now, the soul carries a lot of trauma, and the body will carry that same kind of trauma. And so recently—so let me just—I'll just tell a story. So uh, my wife and I, we are on our finance team for our church. Yes, yes. So we just had a finance meeting.
0: You guys are rolling in the money, right? Like, oh, (laughs) freaking swamped. You're funny. What are you going to buy? I know, right? So You you can write it off.
1: Hey, I actually do need to talk to you about Salty Dog's budget after this. We have a budget? We do have a budget because our patrons. Oh, that's right. So we get to do fun stuff. Um, So... um,
0: You have finance meetings? So
1: so in the past, finance meetings were often a time of tension. Mm -hmm. For some reason... Me and Kim would always get in some sort of uh, w- argument or some sort of mm-hmm. rift or conflict. Yeah, it's in like our she's meeting. like,
0: "Jason, we need to buy Bibles for the church," and you're like, "Bibles?
1: No, I know, I don't want to buy and, Bibles." And so, like, f- being in those finance meetings sometimes, and it's like her asking about certain charges, and for some reason, like me having to go look that stuff up, just caused me anxiety. And then, mm-hmm. for some reason, I would take that personal, and then we'd get into like an argument or whatever. And then it became a stressful scenario for me. And so like, even today in our finance meeting, she went to ask me about something and like in my body, like I started, I was like starting to shake. Like, I don't want to be in conflict. I don't want to be in conflict. It it wasn't like
0: your body was put in a situation to where it remembered. It remembered having a reaction.
1: Yeah. Pretty much
0: without there. Even that thing might not even. Yeah, exactly. So So
1: so we're talking about body carrying trauma, soul carrying trauma. And so how many times are we in a situation to where our body or our soul is reacting to something and it's not actually like, I don't want to say it's not spiritual because I've, I think we've created this false dichotomy at this point, but just, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm reacting to this. So this idea of the father wanting to do a a complete work in us like spirit, soul, and body, holistic, a holistic, a holistic work. work. Yeah, what did I say?
0: Completeness is that yeah, thing. Yeah, complete I'm just a holistic, holistic work,
1: and so this ties back into um, this idea of the Father transforming us into the likeness of the Son. In order for me to be transformed into the likeness of the Son, He's going to have to take more, take care of more. Um. He's gonna have to take care of more than just the sin that I'm crying begging him to to take care of. Yes. Right? So I'm saying, Lord, take this. I don't wanna feel bad about it. This is the worst thing in my life that I can that I've recognized at this point in time. I'm crying over it. I'm asking him to change it, but I'm only presenting one part of me Mm -hmm. that I think needs fixing and needs redemption. And healing
0: yeah it's kind of like if you go to a, i mean again the mechanic analogy you hear this knocking right in your car, and you're like, oh my god, this sounds really bad, because it's the loudest thing, and you get in there, you're like, hey, we need to fix this, and they're like, hey, we got bigger fish to fry, like, your transmission is about to go, Right. and you're like, no, 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 the knocking, and they're like, no, 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 that's just a tire that needs to be aligned, Right. you need a new transmission.
1: Right, 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 yeah, Yeah, or you're like, hey, I need, yeah, exactly, I need my brake pads changed, and they're just like, well, your whole undercarriage,
0: your whole suspension system, (laughs) your whole
1: suspension system is jacked, which is causing your tires to wear thin on the interiors whatever. But
0: it's, a, it's and even then that's an, that's a good analogy to further it with like one part affects everything. This holistic approach, like yeah. this whole. And so I think maybe where you're going with that or where my mind started True. to go with that is like, you can either submit this one part of you to God, or you can just say like, Hey, I want to partner in you with what in, with whatever work you want to do in me. You have the full picture. You have the bird's eye view. Yeah. Like, you know what's happening within me and what needs you know to be worked on first, and you know for some of us, it may be that this pornography issue isn't the biggest thing in the world that needs to be fixed right now yeah. there's this other thing that needs to be worked on or, like it's
1: this so here here's here's a total like mind shaft <laughs> <laughs> nice. so what so what if like in our time like we've been we've it's been pounded into our brain and we've come to believe it on some. On some level that like whatever sin is an issue with us, that it's like the most terrible thing. Mm -hmm. So when we go to the father, the only thing we can see is that sin. And we feel like that sin is separating us from him. And so we're trying to like take care of this to be okay with him. Yes. And really the remedy to that is deeper intimacy and relationship with the father and a more clear understanding of who we are in him and how he, and how he views us. Yeah. Yet, every time we go to him, we only bring our sin, and it's actually getting in the way of the relationship that would heal the sin. Yeah. What do you think of that?
0: I mean, I think that, yes. (laughs) I will say, yes. Yeah. It wasn't as mind-blowing I guess. Well, no. I mean, this is the whole, in my mind, the whole being so sin-focused. Like, we can over-focus on our sin to the point to where it distracts us from a relationship. Yeah. Like... It, there there needs to be an awareness, but this over-hyper-focused tunnel vision on your sin is not going to lead to freedom from that sin. I don't believe it will. Maybe it happens in some instances, but I don't think a hyper-focus on your sin will lead to the freedom that you're looking for. I think that comes, like, got to have the awareness, not saying that, but... Don't hype don't tunnel vision on this thing to where literally all of your effort is being put into trying to overcome it because you won't overcome it. Yeah. It's not by your works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again. Circling.
0: Going I no. mean, we're having the same conversations,
1: but So I, I want to do something. I want to see if this will actually work. We're gonna we're gonna make a uh, a phone call here. Who are we gonna call? Well listen, we'll just see. Oh my god, Sorry. good Lord. Sorry. I'll turn it down. I'm turning it down. Okay, okay. Who are we calling? We'll
0: see if he answers.
2: So, is it working? It is I, working, I brother. Because so I can't hear myself at this point. It's totally working. Hi, How's Jared. it going, Jared? It's going.
1: We it's just going. made our first live call on yeah, the podcast. we were like, and I blew our ears out for yep. a second. Thanks, Jared. Yes. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me. I yeah. wasn't expecting this.
1: That's okay. I I just dropped it on you. I figured you'd answer.
2: <laughs> so does he have thought? Was he saying things in the chat?
1: So, so he so he's dropped
0: this con. He this, keeps talking about this O2 sensor.
1: That's what I want to call him about. <laughs> Talk about the O2 sensor, Jared.
0: Oh come on now! That's he's just, just making a joke.
1: joke. Is it?
0: He's just <laughs> making a joke.
1: Was it really a joke? <laughs>
0: yes, it's a joke. You did not catch that. No. He's just making this joke. He's like, it's the O2 sensor.
1: No, but he talked about because it that's
0: earlier. Because like, that's what trips up the check engine light. Like people say, the like, it's inside. the O2 sensor. I thought he had some right. sort of
1: deep spiritual... He can uh, pull
0: some
2: deep spiritual thing. Well, I mean, it could be. Yeah, sure. I mean, why not? Just, I mean, look,
1: Jer- you Jared, you're training to be a pastor. Just pull some crap out of your butt and make a relevant... No, he could
2: roll with it. I mean, it really fits <laughs> in with what you guys are going into. Let's, let's roll with it. Why not? All right, so... Uh, <laughs> um, he's got something. Uh, I mean, you well, know... It, and for people that don't understand, let me explain real quick, right? So an O2 sensor on a car, right? It tells you if your car is like burning fuel properly. Uh-huh. It's an
1: oxygen sensor and the Lord is your oxygen. So either you're breathing him or you're not. Either you're... Oh, well,
2: but the thing is, is that the sensors go bad and they'll just trip up and nothing's really wrong. Ah. Uh, so, I mean, if ooh. it's just the sensor, right? Mm-hmm. Then at that point, everything's working fine. It's just the sensor's wrong. The so, sensor's busted. Right. So, I mean, let's, sin, roll with sword, with, let's, sin, sin let's roll with it on that one, right? So, <laughs> you, you've got this idea that you're focusing on the sin, right? But really, your relationship with God is good, but you're yeah. so focused uh, on the sin that you don't see that it's right. Yep. That I you like don't this. see it that way. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then when all, when in reality, it was just the sensor was bad. Yeah. Right. Hey, there you. Go. We rolled it in. It was a joke, but that let's, was, let's, I like it.
0: So do you have any, do you have any, uh, and that was really good, by the way, good connection. Do you have any other thoughts on what we've been talking about? Ooh,
2: tons of things. I mean, Jason, Jason and I have had numerous conversations about the prodigal son. And I mean, the idea that he, he, you know, he thought that he wasn't even worthy of anything, let alone being able to come back to his father. But yet the father met him there, had a feast, gave him a robe, another robe, you know, I mean. All sorts of stuff. He'd already spent his inheritance, right? But yet, father took him back with a, with open arms, right? And I mean, you know, we all look at it. You know, it, it's the idea of how do we view our relationship.
0: Yeah,
1: it's the identity scenario. So you think right. it's act. So you think it's actually possible? Kind of like I mentioned that we would approach the father, and it's like. He wants to bring healing to this area of our life where we need healing. <clears throat> and it's going to happen in that, that secret place and that place of intimacy, closeness, where he's, you know, just reminding us of, us of his love for us and who we are in him. But every time we show up, we just put this big wall of sin between us as though that's still separating us when in actuality it's not.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, there's so many I, I you know and I do it too. You know, I think we all do it. You know, but there's that thing in our life that we're like, oh man, if I would just stop doing this, yeah. I would have a better relationship with God or I'd be a better or I'd be a better Christian. Yeah. Or better yet, people would look at me. Yeah. like I was actually a Christian.
1: Hmm. Hey, so you know? your, so your wife made a comment, your wife made a comment about um, that you don't really, something about you not connecting during worship, but it's actually through the message where you connect.
2: Oh yeah, no. Well, I mean, I've, I've said it for a long time. I mean, um, people worship in different ways. I mean, you, you look at da- you look at the story of David when he, when he was able to bring the, uh, when he's able to bring, um, the ark of the covenant into Jerusalem. Right. Right. And he's dancing and he's, and he's parading himself. You know, he's just, he's just dancing and rejoicing. Right. And his wife looks at him and says, you made a fool of me. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I didn't do it for you. I was doing it for the Lord. Yeah. Right. I mean, everybody so has their own.
1: way. So of do person. you dance naked in front of the Lord? What's that? <laughs> do you dance naked in front of the Lord? No,
2: I don't. But um, <laughs> So let but me ask I mean, you
1: this. Like, How are you, do you, do you cry or do you not cry often? when you feel as though the lord's doing something in you
2: you know um i look back and I, and I was listening to your story you know about you know you feeling hopeless and looking back you know the only times that i can remember myself crying um in a spiritual moment yeah um, were the times where i didn't <laughs> it was the times where it was it was right at the beginning of, uh, of me coming back to my faith. Yeah. Where um I didn't feel like I had a relationship with God, but I wanted it so desperately. Yeah. You know? That's um, an interesting
0: point because, I mean, maybe, maybe at that point, like in the infancy of our faiths or just coming back to it or just picking things back up again, if it's been a minute, like maybe that's the only way we know to connect with God at the moment. Yeah. And so that's like the... Baseline, And but I think baseline is a good word because it's kind of shallow. It's not a, the best litmus test, but for a baby that needs comforting, that's crying, that embrace right. of the father is what, or the mother is what they need yeah. from a parent. And so maybe for us, like we need that, but I don't think we're meant to stay there. And I think that kind of sounds like, you know, kind of what you're getting at. Sure.
2: No, that's, no, that's a good point. I mean, and you also have to look at it from the standpoint of what have we seen in movies? What do we, what do we read in books? I mean, what, what, what have we been, you know, I'm not going to say the word taught, but it's been modeled. Yeah. Modeled. Like what's been modeled for us. I mean, it's, it's, you, you expect this big grand grandiose moment, you know, where you drop to your knees and you're crying and you're looking up to the sky and, you know, and you, you see the dove floating above. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> not, I don't see no doves. I ain't never seen a you dove.
1: Know? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> ain't no doves.
2: But, but, but no, and, and you, you make a good point, you know, of, you know, it, it's like a baby. And when you're young in the faith, I mean, Paul even says it. You know, you start out drinking milk, but but there's a point where you got to start asking for the meat.
1: Yeah.
0: Meat and milk. That's a good diet. (laughs) I'm on that meat and milk diet. Meat and milk diet. You can't be on that diet. It's either meat or milk.
1: Well, Jared, I appreciate you picking up on a whim. I I just thought, I was like, you know what? I'm going to call him because I have actually have my computer hooked up to the sound system today because we had to run that King James version clip. (laughs) What did you think of that whole ordeal? Did you crack up?
2: Oh yeah, well, I mean, you've seen a couple of my comments, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, Jason, oh uh, my Chris gosh. made the point of uh, that. You know, you were trying to figure out if you're going to buy Bibles, and I said it better be King James version. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> not even not even New King James version. You oh know. my no, gosh. straight KJV TV. baby.
1: Yeah, that's no, right. There,
2: there's a lot. There's a lot of. I mean, we we could talk for hours about Bible translations, but I you, mean, you
1: probably could. <laughs> Jared is actually. A biblically trained He's individual. A student. He is a student. Jared, what you just you spent some time in school. What are you studying?
2: Oh, I, I just recently graduated uh, Christian ministry and theology. Christian, so, mi- oh, yeah. you
1: did graduate. Yeah, I graduated in
2: December. Yep, yeah. got my got my big old diploma and everything. That oh, comes man. with one extra crown in heaven, by the way. One extra jewel <laughs> right? in your crown. Right? No, not at all.
1: That you'll, like, that you'll <laughs> cast
2: the at the inner feet, inner, for, feet of the Lord. For my understanding, it probably takes some. Cra- it probably takes some crowns away, considering oh those moves are harder. You know? Oh sure, my gosh. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. Good <laughs> gracious! Well, we'll have to
2: have you on a full episode, man.
1: Yeah, he's he's on his
2: way. Jason said I'm not allowed on there until I get the tables. That's finished, not what so. I said.
0: Oh no, but actually, he did talk about like maybe the day that we get it all set up.
1: Yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we could have the the maker. The, the table maker, maker Jared, right. table maker, Lettington. Yes. Yeah, there it is. That's great. Awesome. Well, hey, we'll let you go. We're going to finish up this episode.
2: Hey, not a problem. Talk, Thanks, talk brother. to you guys later. Bye. Yeah, yep, bye. See you. Bye. Well, that was fun. That was cool.
0: No. I like that we can do some call-ins. Do you like that? That was cool. We should do uh, Awesome. We should do a. We should really advertise it and push it and let people know that we're taking call ins. Yeah, and like schedule some people. I kind of
1: like on. the idea of just like calling people to random and be like, "Hey, you're on the podcast." Yeah, what's I have Ward's going on? Number
0: two, Ward's always do? saying stuff. Oh, so Ward's I can like always bring down. Ward on. Yeah,
1: we'll Ward on. yeah, we'll have to get Ward on Signal because I called Jared through Signal.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Because
1: you can do calling. That's cool. Fun stuff. Well, I mean, do
0: we want to hit that
1: other thing? I mean, do. you... What time is it? It's it's eight forty seven. Yeah, we've already been going about an hour and twenty minutes, so I don't know that. How did what? What do you want to I do? guess more than
0: anything else, I mean, it would be good to at least clarify, and you can cut this. You could probably even cut this and post this as a 10-minute, 15-minute thing, just like, hey, clarify.
1: No, we can do that another time. You don't want to do that now?
0: Okay. I feel to. like
1: it could be its own. It. I think it could be its own episode.
0: Okay. So Do we want to tease want to people? It? Yeah, go yeah. ahead and tease it. We'll, t- we'll tease you guys. Come on, you
1: little tease. Go so,
0: ahead. Uh, so <laughs> Come on, you little tease. So... Very recently, um, I've been made aware that there are... So we're in Wichita, Kansas. I've been made aware that there are some pastors in our city who ain't taking too kindly to the podcast. And uh, and so I think a lot of it stems from what they think our stance about the church is. Sure. What they think our stance on church planters are. Yeah. Uh, that they... And this is what has been told to me that they don't believe that um, we support them or want them to succeed. Yeah, uh, that whole thing, and so right. that's caused a big like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Definitely not our heart. So I guess in a future episode,
1: um, yeah, we're gonna talk about we're that. gonna talk yeah, about so, what our heart so, is so, yeah, because it, it's it, not it, that. It came it came up in conversation that so you know we. We we record here in Wichita, Kansas. Christopher and I are here in Wichita. We've been in church plants. We've been in ministry. We know a bunch of people who are in ministry, pastors, that kind of stuff. And, you know, we've come out of that church planting world. Yeah. And so we, we've we had certain experiences. And, you know, honestly, at, we'll just say this. As we've gone back and as you've gone back and looked at some of those experiences, you're not really upset with any one person. Nope. And
0: maybe I can talk about that during that episode too. There's
1: not any, any person that you're upset with. And I look back on my experience and a lot of what I experienced didn't have to do with anybody else other than myself Yeah, and the expectations that I set for myself and kind of what religion kind of put on me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm more upset at religion than I am at any person or church. Yeah. So, um, Anyways, we've talked a lot about that, and we have called into question some methods and strategies. And-, and
0: let's be fair, we have been salty AF. I have been salty AF, like yeah. And I've said some things that sure, uh, we're not the most mature. That I think we're definitely nah. uh, directed at you know at certain churches. Yeah. That I've seen in America and, sure. th- and things like that. And um, but you know what? Like we so I guess the next time we talk about this, and it may, it may not be even the next episode. Sure, um, just whenever but but we're gonna talk about this whole what is our heart. Yeah. Because it's not that we want to see the church fail, right. that right. we don't right. that we hate right. church planners. Yep. So we're gonna share what yep. that thing is, but yeah, not. Exactly. Today.
1: Our struggle's not against flesh and blood, like we hate the it, devil, we it, hate that man. No, but there are there are systems that exist. And I, and I honestly believe that, that there is a spirit of religion. Um, yeah. And so, you know, whatever you feel about that, but there, you know, there's a system that I've seen that I question. Yeah. Um, but I love people. I want people to know Jesus. I want people to have communities of faith to go to. I just don't want anybody to be bound to religion. Yeah. And it just so happens that some of those structures look eerily similar on the outside
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so it, we're just cliffhanger no don't go uh, any
0: further I, cliffhanger gonna go we'll leave it. it you're already going there we're not going to go there today uh but yeah i mean the hope honestly when we heard about this and i'll say well we can say this i was not upset i was actually excited and so yeah. were you and i'm yeah. excited yeah, 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 yeah. because this is a petit like we didn't know if there was any pastors that have ever listened to our podcast, let alone right. ones in our city. Yeah. And it turns out there's a decent number that live in our city that have listened to our podcast. And so I think this will be a great stepping stone into actually having conversations, not like talking shit or anything, but just mm-hmm. like, hey, let's, let's have a conversation. I briefly saw Ward talk about... Like how our podcast, I'm going to read it. He says, yeah, go for it." I think this podcast pulls back the curtain somewhat and brings accountability to the church culture of America. Being a mirror is needed at times, but it is not always comfortable or wanted. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where we're at. Like our hope and desire, like our, our main preference is to not just sit at a table with the, and not have these people represented, you right. know, like which is, which we has are
1: happened removed which, from church planting, which, which has been a critique in the past. Yes. We're, it, we're just an echo chamber. Mm-hmm us all sitting around a table yeah. all agreeing with each other on every single topic that we talk about. Yeah. Which yeah, that's right. And so what I was going to say is that I I don't know like I I feel like I have healthy discussions with people about some of these things, but I don't know that I've ever been in kind of a in a what do you call it? um in a boiler room scenario with another individual who's like legitimately pushing back on my thought processes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it might be healthy for them to say or to really ask me like, "Hey, when you say this, what do you really mean?" Yeah. Because here's what it sounds like. And that's what perception happening. is everything. And man. that's what that's exactly what's I, happening.
0: I don't want to be perceived as the podcast that hates the church, which people might think. And I'm not saying that their perceptions are wrong because that's how Maybe we're advertising or broadcasting ourselves and the things that we say, the things that we do, the critiques that we have, but that also like we should be able to be able to share how we really feel. And it's not what people think it is, yeah. which is also a critique. You know, anyways, I don't feel bad about this. I'm not upset about it. I'm excited. Yeah. I think that there is lots of possibility that can stem from some conversations. Oh, for sure. I've reached out to some pastors in our city and I'm like, Hey, let's get together. Let's have coffee. I've heard that you are, you know, you have some frustrations with some things that have been said and I don't want there to be any sort of dissent or anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's get together. Let's have yeah, a conversation because I definitely want to hear where you're coming from. And then I want to be able to share like our heart because it's not of hate. That's not what this is. Right.
1: And I, and I think everybody knows our, like we love to have conversations about things. Yeah. I I mean, sometimes it's fun to like poke the bear a little bit and say some things that are like mic drop or, Oh, oh, that's like harsh or whatever. I mean, it's fun to say those things. But in the end, I'm not trying to tear anybody down. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to beat anybody up. I'm, you know, just, I I like to have conversations. Yeah. Um. And it's just interesting. Like, for some reason, I get pumped about these kinds of topics. Yeah. And I can just talk about this stuff all the time, all day long. Like, I like to think and <laughs> consider and ponder and meditate and, like, look at scripture from different angles and bounce ideas off of people. I just love having the conversations. Yeah. And so same. I, I'll, you know, I'll be and it. Who, I don't know who, who is 100% spirit led in every word that they say. Every, not us. You know, so I, and you know, self gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. But again, like having this conversation, we're
0: having the conversation right now. I mean, that's what we're doing. Not right now. We're you not know, going okay. to the full thing.
1: Okay feels like but it. Well, oh, what I was oh, going to say I'm gonna was. I'm going to make a joke off air. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, off okay. air I'm going to say. So it. anyways, I just, oftentimes when it's like we say a bunch of stuff, but then sometimes we come under scrutiny. And then I really have to think about what I said and what I really mean.
0: Yeah, people have checked me before. And then
1: I have to say, you know They've what, checked I'm really me sorry. And yeah.
0: I'm off. Like, yeah, you know, I've made my commitment. Like, I'm not going to basically talk about the methodology of the church. And I right. feel like for the most part, I've like held up at least with posting on my profile, a hundred percent to that good job. I've held up 90%, 95% on the podcast. No, no. In conversation. Oh, I, would, okay. I would say in like conversations mm-hmm. off air, I don't think I've really, maybe I've taken a couple little jabs like yeah. on the podcast, but maybe 90% on the podcast too. Like, and I feel pretty good. And I actually think that this is the next step in my healing process. Uh, to heal and not be as jaded as to sit down with some of these dudes and have some of these conversations. So I am excited. I, because I, it's going to help me grow. It's going to help them grow. It's going to mm-hmm. help the church in Wichita as a whole grow yep. and just become more healthy.
1: This there is going to be go. good,
0: man. I'm pumped.
1: Yep. Well, <clears throat> you guys are listening to the salty dogs podcast, the number one Christian podcast in Wichita, Kansas
0: and America and America. So give us your money <laughs> right now. <laughs> support
1: us. <laughs> um, Pam says, and you say what most of us think. Andrea says you encourage others to do what they see the father do and what they feel like he's leading them to do, have relationship, not just try and meet quotas. That's good stuff. We appreciate our Facebook friends. We do. Thank you guys so much for watching live and thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Saltydogspodcast.com. There's some stuff there. You there's, can contact there's like us. There's one or two things. We have a blog. You can contact us. Yeah.
0: Send us some emails. We had someone send us an email the yeah, other day. Yeah,
1: we did get an email the other day. Do you, you want to pass the salt? Uh, I want to pass the salt to... Um, we should have
0: done that at the beginning. Maybe I you can know. clip this and no, put no, it at the beginning. No,
1: it's fine. We can, no, we don't need to do that. We'll just do it I said
0: end. clip it I and said, put it at the beginning.
1: Gosh, I don't even know how to look up messages on Facebook anymore because it's been messages. so
0: long. Oh, we've got two salts. Do you want me to do it? Do you want you, me to find which it? Which salt do you have? Uh, I mean, I was going to say the email that you got.
1: Oh, so I just want to—I want to send a shout out to Kyle. He hit us up on Facebook. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. So, <clears throat> but check this out. Kyle had a question, and so I helped him um, navigate a question about anxiety. But then he says, "Thanks, Jason. Really appreciate the quick response. I only recently started listening to you guys, and it's been a massive help. Awesome way of looking at Christianity. No doubt, I'll have more dumb questions. Thanks from Dubai." Dubai, house. Dubai. That's right, wow. baby. All the way from Dubai. So we also Kyle, had thank you so much.
0: We also had Robert M. He left us a comment on YouTube. Oh, that's right. Some YouTube salt. He said, "Just wanted to say, great podcast, guys. Great
1: podcast. podcast, guys. Great podcast,
0: guys. Jason, Jason, and Casey's testimony. Not Chris. That guy sucks. Yeah, you was given amazing. as an infantry veteran myself, 10, 10th Mountain, who is still struggling with PTSD slash social anxiety. I felt." for casey in his situation i listen to you guys podcast throughout my work day and it helps me chill out and keeps me grounded keep up the good work bros and keep doing the lord's work pray hands pray hands emoji
1: <laughs>
0: we also had another one i'm just going to give this last little shout out from uh jared Hanna. oh yeah and that was an email i'm not going to read the whole thing but jared shared some thoughts Okay. On, the, on our last episode, All so right. we appreciate that email, Jared. I know that you went back and forth with him and emailed him and stuff. So appreciate that. Good stuff. Thanks you guys for interacting with us and yeah, emails. We for love sure. that show.
1: Yeah. Show.
0: Sure. Ready to roll out of here.
1: I am. Appreciate you guys listening, as always. And uh, we'll we'll see you here in a couple of weeks. See
0: you in a couple of weeks. All Sa- right. With a brand new table.
1: With a brand.
0: That's right. We will have a brand new table. It was amazing. All right. As an Whoops. Whoops. I just looped this. Yep. Salty looped. dogs. <laughs> Out. Out. <laughs>